Next on BYU Sports Nation, United, they zagged. Number one ranked Gonzaga survives Provo for a third straight time, but are there moral victories for BYU? What? How did we fare in our going for two picks? And what's in store for Portland as BYU coach Dave Rose goes for win 300? Plus, former Cougar center Chris Miles in studio with his six foot eleven perspective on the Zags and Cougs, and Kyle Van Noy playing for a Super Bowl. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, BYU Sports Nation is live. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, February 3rd, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who carries... A quarter with identical sides. Jerem Jordan. I do not, and how dare you? How dare you to even think that, Jason <laughs> Shepard, put that in your mind. So we have a media seat between us. One for last night's game, right? Yeah, high-profile game. Like, yeah. it, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, so we flipped a coin before the game to see who got to. First, we flipped a coin to decide who called it. I will you lost that. No, I won that. So I was confused why you said you were going to pick. But I was like, okay. No, no, no. You lost it, so then I got to pick. It was loud. You lost Ra- it. Wait, did we just have a Jerome Bettis moment? Because I called heads on that initial flip, and it, and it, was, it was heads. No, it was the opposite of whatever you called. <laughs> I think we had so a Jerome won, Bettis. So then I won a Jerome Bettis. I won Yeah, oh, perfect. Top, that top. You lost, so then I flipped it, got it. And then I picked the second half to sit there. I got the better half, luckily. You know the irony say, of, of this all? Yeah. If you what? just say, hey, I want to sit down here during the second half, I'd say, okay. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> that's too easy for me. I want to compete. <laughs> it's like going for two. Like, are you going to give me two? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to walk through the door. I'm going to kick it down. More importantly, have you decided that you'll shave your head if BYU wins in Spokane? Will you shave your head? You saw how good they are. They just won by 10 in Provo. I also saw the way BYU played in the second half. <laughs> in Provo. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh. Will, I want something to do with Creed. We'll have to figure that out. Okay. Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball, as I just mentioned, lost to number one ranked Gonzaga in the Marriott Center, 85-75. Gonzaga's Nigel Williams-Goss was boss. unreal. 33 points on 12 of 18 shooting. TJ Haas, in his shadow, had a solid 29 points. More coming up about last night's game and what's trending. And with six foot eleven Chris Smiles, BYU hosting Portland, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio tomorrow's Dave Rose goes for win number 300. Women's hoops, the bane of the program's existence, is playing at Spokane. They lose by an average of 18. That's gone up because BYU lost by 35 last night. What in the world? Gonzaga was one game up on BYU in conference. The divide is 35 in Spokane. I'm shocked by that result. Uh, but BYU gets back at it at Portland coming up tomorrow uh, at 5 Eastern as BYU will hit up Voodoo Donuts and then uh, play the Pilots. Fourth-ranked BYU men's volleyball hosting second-ranked UCLA tonight in the Smithfield House. Holler! MPSF showdown. The Cougars, get this, 
have won 10 in a row against UCLA. Watch or listen to the game tonight at 9 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and of course the app's Jake Langlois, our second 610-plus guest of the day, will join us later in the program. Yeah, yeah, it's a tall show. Tall order. And Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots face the Atlanta Falcons Sunday in the Super Bowl. Van Noy's the 37th different BYU player to play in the Super Bowl. Good luck to Kyle Van Noy, but not his team. Never flip a coin with Jerem Jerome Jordan. Bettis. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. United, they zagged. The Gonzaga Bulldogs now own a program-best 23 consecutive wins after staving off a scrappy BYU team in that second-half rally. Ultimately, a 10-point victory for the Zags, which brings us to our Friday Twitter question. Is it a big deal or a no deal that BYU lost by 10 to number 1-ranked Gonzaga? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Use it, or don't. At 4-3-JT... This is Jonathan Tavernay. Just watch BYU vs. Gonzaga. Tell you what, folks. No mission for Yoli Childs, plus the Lone Peak 3, and a, plus a solid shooter equals Sweet 16 next season. Take that to the bank. Wow. He was on a couple weeks ago and had this to say about this young group. This year, they're learning how to be potty trained. Next year, <laughs> they, better, they better learn how to jump, roll on the floor, you know, shake their tail. They, 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 they need to be able to do all of these tricks. Anytime you can compare a young team to potty training a puppy dog, uh, we're going to bring that back a few Probably times. Probably bring right? that back, yeah. 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 So we did. But the it's point is, shot. Jonathan Tavernari expects them to be able to do all of those tricks next year and go to the Sweet 16. Take that to the bank. That's the second time I've heard that phrase from a former or current BYU player about things relating to this team. I'll tell you about the other one in just a moment. But Jonathan Tavernari, very confident that this BYU team will be that next-level team next year, right? It helps when you're not freshmen and sophomores playing the number one team in the country. Like, you should be better as the older you get in college. So that, that makes sense to me. Uh, I hope that BYU makes a Sweet 16. I, can, I think that's kind of the minimum uh, standard for this group, given the hype and the talent coming out of high school. I think that's fair. Let's throw out our opinions on the matter and play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. All right, Jerem, you first. Big Deal, No Deal. BYU loses by 10 points to the number one ranked team in America, Gonzaga. Uh, I want to say big deal because of the way BYU played, and I really liked the uh, effort from BYU in the second half, but I'll go no deal. I, I think BYU dug itself too big of a hole. Um, you can't go down you know, 16 and a half, 19 uh, at one point in the first half. That was too deep of a hole. And so this young group looked a little nervous. I thought they played much better in the second half. Offense was flowing, getting to the rim. But shots that normally go down weren't going down. In fact, Dave Rose said about 7 to 10 of those happened like in the first half. And so, unfortunately, uh, it was a 10-point game. I am glad, though, that it was a game because that crowd was awesome, and it was a fun place to be last night. Generally, it's tough to win a game when you have two points in the first five minutes, right? Yeah, that was a problem. BYU got some decent looks early in the game. 
shots just just didn't drop. And it wasn't like Gonzaga absolutely sprinted away with it in the first half. The Cougars had some opportunities to to hang in there and just didn't get some shots to drop in the first half. That said, I still think this was a big deal for BYU to be close in this game. This was a beneficial experience for this specific young team on a number of levels. Most importantly, from the conversations that I had with the coaches and the players last night, they believe that they can beat anyone now. Every player. All of them that I talked to after the game last night were anything but deflated. If anything, they were encouraged. They wanted to go play again. When can we play? Oh, I, I'm when can encouraged we play? as well. When yeah. can we play? Yeah. They got a taste of what it's like to be in a big-time game against elite-level competition and that rush of the crowd. To quote one player, quote, we're not losing another game before we go to Gonzaga. Take it to the bank, end quote. There's a lot of bank references. That's what I said. So the second time, we heard one from Jonathan Tavernari and then from a BYU player last night. They're confident after a loss because of the way that they played in the second half. So I think it's a big deal because it's one thing to lose and be deflated and feel just, you know, destroyed. Well, that has to do with expectations. Hey. Yeah. I'll take it. I don't think BYU didn't expect to win. They expected to compete and see what happens. So it's, it's a different feeling, right? Dave Rose normally is ticked after a loss. He wasn't that. He wasn't that ticked. He he was proud of his guy's effort, but uh, he wanted a little more in the first half. Are we talking borderline moral victories? Absolutely. Oh boy! Which many of you, victory. many of you across <laughs> BYU Sports Nation, can't stand the moral victory approach. I'm I'm one of them. But it means what, you lost. But when you're playing the number one team in the country and they're yeah. undefeated. Maybe there should be an exception to the rule, right? It's called silver lining, not golden. Jury's still out on that, but for the time being, let's do it. Number one, crowd was amazing, right? Moral victory. It was so loud. It was awesome. The crowd was so good, in fact, that Dave Rose said it was one of the best that he can ever remember in his time at BYU. How about this, Jerem? BYU cuts the lead to six. With two minutes left, they get a stop, but can't get the rebound. Yeah, it was another moral victory. Uh, absolutely. I, that's what I wanted. I wanted BYU to have the game. Moral victory. Yes, yes. it was that. I, I wanted the game to be in the balance. BYU never actually got in a position to tie or take the lead, unfortunately. But the fact that BYU was in that game, that's all I wanted. I did not BYU expect to win that game. It's a bunch of freshmen and sophomores going against number one. Like, BYU's not supposed to win that game. BYU's not supposed to even really be in that game. But that was, that was at least nice that at the end of the game, it was competitive. Gonzaga has been destroying West Coast Conference teams, but this... And they were in the first half. ...was the closest game in the WCC this season for the Bulldogs. Moral victory. I like the echo behind that, especially. 15 it's like, points. like Zeus on... Uh, up on the mountain, <laughs> shouting down to his minions, moral victory. 15 points was the previous close game in WCC play for the Zags against San Francisco. Cougars lose by 10. 26 points in the first half for BYU. That was bad. Yeah, shots. I mean, alley-oop, dunks, missed, a lot of missed layups, missed free throws. But they responded with 49 points in the second half against a good defensive team. Moral victory. Absolutely, that is. The way BYU played in the second half was awesome. It was great because BYU needed, needed 
more out of the break, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU scored 23 more points in the second half than the first. The free-flowing offense was much better. What changed in the second half? TJ Haas, what do you think? Uh, Well, I think in the first half we got a lot of great looks. They just didn't fall for us. Um, And so we executed a little bit better on offense in the second half, and then those shots started falling for us, and, and that helped us out a lot. I, I think it's um, it's not it's too simple to say. The shots just started falling. Not You don't shoot the same kind of shot. BYU got to the rim. In fact, TJ Haas was 9 of 10 from the free throw line, 4 of 9 from 3. He kept BYU in that game because Eric Mika did not have a good game. He was 5 of 15. Eric Mika missed 10 shots, all of which are within 8 or 10 feet. It was tough to go against the Gonzaga bigs of Karnowski, Collins, Tilly. That was rough. They kept throwing three really big and relatively fresh bodies at Eric Mika, right? He's going the whole game. They've got three guys that can pound down low with and, him. And getting the first foul within the first two minutes for Eric Mika, that affected his aggressiveness. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Hey, but TJ Haas, when your big man's not playing well, talk about stepping up in a big-time game with mm. 29 points. Moral victory. And then some. Everybody feeling good right now, <laughs> talking right? talking about moral victory? Yeah! Oh, when you lose, it's all you talk about. Well, let's bring it back to the hard <laughs> reality, shall we? Yes. Number one ranked Gonzaga has now won three straight times in the Marriott Center. And BYU... Has won they twice lost. in Spokane. How about that? In a row. They lost. And Gonzaga's still undefeated. So... Actual victory. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a real victory. Bring it on back, right? Like, you, you score more <laughs> points than the other team. That's the point of the game. You play to win the game. <laughs> oh, again, the jury's still out on whether or not people agree with the moral victory stance, but, hey, number one this team not, in America. I want to make this clear. This is not going to be a long-term thing we do on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we already do. We just don't play that. Moral victory. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. Big deal or no, though, the BYU lost by 10 to number one ranked Gonzaga. Up next, Chris Miles joins us to discuss last night's game against the top ranked Zags and his real talk on moral victories. BYU Sports Nation brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation. Hopping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. We discussed moral victories for BYU. The gifts that we're sending out are awesome. Like, closest game in the WCC this season for Gonzaga. Moral <laughs> victory, and it's Tom Brady looking for someone to high-five. Hey, no nobody's there to uh, high-five hey, hey, hey. Hopefully there's an actual victory tonight. Uh, BYU men's volleyball, fourth-ranked in the country, hosts second-ranked UCLA. Huge match in conference play. This is BYU's rival. The Bruins are in town, 9 Eastern time tonight on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. We'll talk to Jake Langlois, All-American outside hitter, coming up. Our Twitter question today, big deal, no deal. BYU losing to number 1-ranked Gonzaga by 10 points. At R. Greenhaw tweets in, big deal, not because of the final score, but because BYU was down 20 and brought it back to within six fighters. Yeah. It was, 19 was the largest lead. So, yeah, that's – it was – I loved BYU's fight in the second half. I just wish BYU would have brought that fight initially. Chris Miles, all 6 feet 11 inches of him, back in Studio B with hot takes, including his on moral victories. 
Before we get to that, Chris, were you more encouraged or discouraged after last night's game for BYU? Uh, I was very much encouraged. Um, so BYU fans and the team and the coaching staff, we all love big games, right? We love games that are exciting. Um, probably the most uh, energy that's been in the Marriott Center in quite a while. Um, the bench is fired up and they're waving towels. That's what we all want, okay? And so um, from a standpoint that they were challenged and had to elevate themselves in a new way, completely unique to this team, I was very much encouraged. We've been having some fun with the uh, moral victories from uh, last night's game. BYU's a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, essentially. They're taking on number one. They're not supposed to win the game, but there were some nice things that happened. What did you think of BYU's performance last night? So the, the game, um, the first half went how I expected. Um, you expected BYU to go down like 19 in the first half? It could go one of two ways. Okay, Either they, they put up a really good fight in the first half and then lose steam, um, or they, they struggle and they get used to the situation, they get used to the intensity, they get used to the level of play, and then they improve in the second half. So I, I expected one of those two things to happen. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm very much encouraged because um, they, they made adjustments um, by the scoreboard. They won the second half. Um, is Mark Few happy about that? Probably not, you know, to be realistic. Yes, I'm sure he's happy to come into the Marriott Center and get a win. Um, but was he happy to, to have this young Cougar squad outscore them in the second half? I don't think he's very happy about that. And I think these guys should be really, really proud because they did battle the whole game. Um, lots of errors, you know. Um, th- there, were, there were a lot of um, mistakes that show that they are a young team. Uh, but overall, they played really, really well. They battled, they made adjustments, and they improved, and that's a really good sign. Former BYU center Chris Miles with us in Studio B, BYU TV sports basketball analyst for us on BYUSN. What are your overall thoughts on moral victories, Chris, specifically to a game like this against the number one ranked team? Moral victories are more painful than losses. <laughs> <laughs> it means you lost when you're talking about moral victory. Absolutely, yeah. man. When you're trying to find something to latch onto to feel good about yourself, ultimately, you know, we're we're covering up some serious pain. <laughs> Welcome to our lives <laughs> and the show. <laughs> um, so here's my thoughts on moral victories. You know, is there such a thing? No, you can't. As a player, you can't take them. Um, but. You can take improvement. You can take progress. And there was definite progress during this game. I mean, there's positive things to take away from this game, 100%. I there's feel like it's wrapping a, paper. Yeah. Some is, is called moral victories. Others are phrased differently. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the team, genuinely, everybody that I talked to after the game last night, they were motivated. I mean, they were excited to go sure. play again. They, and it's because they, were, they got a taste. And you, you referenced, I thought you said it beautifully, they got used to the level of play. Yeah. And then they realized, we can compete at this level. Correct. It, it just takes time, right? They've needed to see this. They've needed it. And, and all teams do. You know? um, every, when I played here, every game that was a really big, challenging game, when we played North Carolina, when we played Wake Forest, um, you get to see something that you don't always get to see, and you get to find something within yourself that you don't always find. You know, it, it, it takes something. And so, um, yeah, I absolutely love it. I love these types of games, and I think it helps you find out who you are and, and will change and, and help you define yourself as a team and as individuals as you, as you go through the season. 
Nick Emery was sick, and it was obvious. Uh, he played 20 minutes somehow, though. He went one for six, had uh, two points. What role did that did his illness play in the game, in your opinion? Well, it's, it certainly didn't look like it slowed him down at all. Um, you know, my my only uh, complaint about Nick's game last night, um, truthfully, would be the the two steals that he had in one. Uh, excuse me, the two steal attempts that he had in one possession where he commits two fouls. Um, Learn your lesson the first time, Nick. We all love you. We love your intensity. We love your energy. Um, but you make one mistake. Don't make the exact same mistake again immediately after because then you, ha- you have to play mentally reserved. Then you have to kind of make some changes and alterations. And, you know, your team needs you. So don't make those mistakes where you have to shift where you are mentally in the game. Chris Miles with us in Studio B, former BYU basketball center. At what point in a game like this with a high-profile team do nerves – go away and it just becomes about being in the game and utilizing the crowd to your benefit instead of being worried about the crowd. Nerves go away when you when you have some success and you get some momentum, you know. And so um, TJ had a fantastic game last night. I think we're all really proud of TJ. Um, you know, took a couple shots, rushed a couple shots, but but made a lot of big shots. And some of those shots were, were well contested. So, you know, he came out and gave them a spark and gave them confidence. And I think for the most part, that's when a lot of their nerves started to go away. Eric Mika, this was a big game for him in terms of uh, the spotlight, the opportunity. It's tough when Car- it's Karnowski, <laughs> and then it's Collins, and then it's Tilly, right? Uh, so Mika goes 5 for 15, 15 points, 11 rebounds. What did you think of his performance? So, um, you know, he, he definitely didn't get any breaks. Um, and uh, what, what I personally think about Eric, he's been so successful all season long from about 12 feet out. Um, this is a game where I would have liked to see him post up right under the basket, seal his guy, fight with his guy. The closer you are to the basket, the more pressure there is on your defender. And the further you are away from the basket, the more pressure there is on you. So he's been very, very successful. But you know, if he forced a couple, uh, a couple possessions where he's posting up right underneath the rim, um, they were helping off. They weren't wanting to guard him one-on-one. They were helping off. And so as they send players down to help out on Eric, it's going to open up the floor for his teammates to, to make more outside shots. So I, I think personally two things could have won this game for BYU. Um, they needed to play a little bit better defense overall. Um, Gonzaga's, as Mark Few put it, best, best leader that he's ever coached, had a, had a tremendous game. Um, and was relentless for his team offensively. They needed to, you know, I think Eric or somebody should have been there to help off a little bit to slow him down. But personally, I think that if, if Eric was posting up directly under the rim a lot more this game, he's so good with his right hand, with his left hand, he can, he can hook with either hand. He's good at twisting and finishing in, in complicated ways and getting fouled, and, and then he's a great free throw shooter. So if he's right underneath the basket, I think they have to draw enough help from their guards where they might have won this game. They might have been able to. And that's tough because Eric has been successful, as you pointed out, from 10 to 12 Correct. feet. So they weren't dropping If a couple night. of yeah. shots go in, maybe the confidence level is a little bit different and it opens him up to be able to get a little bit lower in the post and seal his guy up. But, yeah, just uh, it's, it's a fine line, right? Against Karnowski, I thought that Mika could take advantage of that mid-range jumper. But Karnowski's so long, too. It just... It's just a, that's a tough matchup for Mika, but still ended up with 15 points. Yeah, and some you know sometimes 
shooting a, a mid-range jumper, when you have that much energy, when you, when you have that much emotion and adrenaline, it can be a little bit harder to shoot the mid-range game. And so sometimes it's better, you know, you have that extra adrenaline, your, your team needs you for a floor, spa- uh, floor spacing purpose to be a little bit closer underneath the basket. Um, and if, if he scores a couple inside, um, right under the rim, I think it might make it a little bit easier. And, hey, if they help, if they send two and three guys, just keep kicking it out. Be unselfish yeah. for this one. You're a great player. You can, you can do 20 and 10 every single night. But find a way to win. That's ultimately what it's about. And uh, so, you know, Eric's such a great player, it's hard to be critical of him. But I think that if he had, had been catching the basketball two feet from the rim, I think it would have changed the, the game a lot. No question. Time. Early in the game, if you make a couple of layups, it calms a player down and a Correct. team for that matter. Absolutely. And, and he picked up a foul in the first two minutes. So I, I think that affected his aggression level. He didn't want to get to maybe fifth gear and draw a foul. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And so that's another reason why I say, hey, if you're catching the ball directly underneath the basket, it puts a lot more pressure on the defender. You're going to get way more calls your way if you're that close to the rim because you did your homework, you got to your position early. Another thing that I really would have liked to see from Eric and from the other guards, BYU sets a lot of ball screens. Um, But particularly last night and, and honestly for most of the season, there's no spacing on their ball screen. What I mean by that is if you start 15 or 20 feet away from the guy that you're setting the screen on, if you can outrun your guy, so you're, you're sprinting against him essentially, and you can have 10 or t- 10 feet would be great. 15 would be even better. But if you can get 10 feet of space, um, all of a sudden that ball screen becomes a two-on-one and they're scrambling to try and catch up with you. And now they gotta, they got to bring guys up from the corners to try and help. Every screen that they seemed to set at the top of the key last night, it was just a two-on-two. There was, no, there was no extra spacing. There was no gaps. They defended the pick and roll really, really well, and I think that it stifled uh, us offensively a little bit. All right, I want some rapid-fire questions. You don't need to justify any of these. Just answer true or false, okay? okay? okay. True or false, BYU will beat St. Mary's in Provo. True. I want them to, so it will be done. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to will it to Thus success. It was. Okay. <laughs> true or false, Nigel Williams-Goss will be the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Ooh. Eric, I love you. Go, here's, what, here's what I want to happen, okay? So I'm gonna, I'll qualify him just a little bit. <laughs> Eric, go lead this team to a win um, at Gonzaga, and I want Eric Mika to be the Conference Player of the Year. Okay. It would take a win at Gonzaga. Though. That's what I think, yeah. Hmm. Wow. He always won twice in a row. Okay, okay. Any other rapid fire? Or those no, that's, okay. that's good. That's good. Okay, let's talk about another rapid fire. Will BYU get uh, a win against Portland tomorrow night? Yes. They that, will. That Hot the, take! That was the toughest question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're, they're fired up. Yeah, they got absolutely. energy. This is going to be a good game for them. And tomorrow night, that, that, uh, with the win, Dave Rose would have 300 wins at BYU. What makes him such a winning coach? So Dave, at his profession, is one of the most consistent personalities in college basketball. Um, he brings it every single day in practice. He brings it to every single game. Um, we've all seen timeout after timeout after timeout where he has more energy than any of the players do for either team, right? That's Dave Rose, and that's why I love him, and that's why we love him. Um, Another thing that makes Dave really, really great that maybe people from the outside can't see because they don't get to witness it is when, when Dave is in film, he's amazing, okay? 
he he gets and understands his players mentally and emotionally. He gets to understand what motivates you as an individual, and then he ties you together in a remarkable way. When I played here at this school, it was probably the most impressive thing about the program to me was how well Dave was able to get us on the same page, and we bought in, um, but, but he's truly a remarkable coach at motivating and seeing what you bring to the table and getting you to enjoy that. Chris Miles, former BYU center and BYU TV sports basketball analyst on BYUSN. And a lumberjack on the side. It's uh, Flannel Friday. Flannel Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Is it too early for flapjack, Spencer? I I would love some. (laughs) It's a day after Groundhog Day, but I tried to sneak that. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold outside. Big deal, no deal. BYU loses by 10 to number one ranked Gonzaga. That is our Twitter question today. Send in your responses. Coming up, our second 610 plus guest of the day, Jake Langlois of fourth ranked BYU men's volleyball. He's the shortest guest. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Anybody hungry? Welcome back, sports friends, on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. If you missed Chris Miles, the former BYU Basketball Center and BYUSN basketball correspondent, he told us his real opinions on moral victories and why he's more encouraged than discouraged after last night's 10-point loss to number 1-ranked Gonzaga. Download the podcast, listen to the app. You can check out uh, other games and shows, uh, sports or otherwise, on the BYU TV app, BYU Radio apps as well, video and audio on demand anytime, anywhere. You can see Jerem's top button anytime you like. What a privilege. In fact, I demand that you do it whenever you'd like. Wow, lucky all of you. Because it's on demand. You get to see the top button. What a privilege. By the way, is that a dinosaur footprint or a bird on your shirt today? Put a bird on it. Portlandia. (laughs) You always play in Portland tomorrow. Right? We still still have the... Is that a T-Rex footprint? (laughs) There's one uh, footprint for each uh, person in the Marriott Center last night. I'm not sure. So 19,000. 19,000? Yeah. that would be quite the challenge, right? Count I, them? To count it. No, no, we don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Come on, man. <laughs> if BYU beats Gonzaga in Spokane, will you count everyone? BYU be- <laughs> now it's just a joke. If BYU beats Gonzaga. Of course it's a count thing. Count the of course it's a thing. prints be- on your shirt. Because you Come on. put your hair on the line two years ago and it bit you. No, it didn't bite me. It got BYU into the NCAA tournament. <laughs> That's what it did. It was awesome. Oh, we've talked enough about men's and women's basketball. It's about volleyball right now. Fourth-ranked BYU has won 10 straight against UCLA. How about that? That's amazing. The second-ranked Bruins coming to the Smithfield House tonight for a top-five showdown in the Federation. Joining us now to preview those matches, six foot ten Jake Langlois. The Jake? shortest guest. Yeah, the, the shortest guest of the <laughs> he's day. He's 6'10". He's the shortest guest. <laughs> what the heck? Jake, welcome Love to Studio Jake. B, man. Thank you. So uh, UCLA, like storied program, longtime rival for BYU. But the Cougars recently have had their way against a very good program. Uh, what would it mean to you to extend that streak against a very good team this year? We just need to come out really hard this weekend, and hopefully we will extend that winning streak. 
Yeah, and it's 10 in a row at home uh, where BYU's been really good. Last Friday was a fun match against UCI. You guys lost in five, but it was entertaining. Uh, I think everyone that watched and went to that uh, really enjoyed that. So what's practice been like this week if you, as you've uh, tried to bounce back? And Saturday, you guys swept UCI. I want to mention that. We didn't do that match on TV, but what's this week of practice been like prepping for UCLA? It's been good. We know who we're playing this weekend. We know we have to come out and play hard, maybe even harder than last weekend. Well, obviously harder than Friday night. Um, but that was pretty hard. There were two extra sets, fifth set, yeah, overtime. We, it was a three-hour match. It was the longest match I've ever played in. That was long. 34-32 yeah. like, one set. That's yeah. bonkers. In the middle of a set, like, are you feeling it where you're like, okay, this one's a little longer? Like, or are you just in the zone? If it goes into extra time, you don't really feel it. The next set is where you feel it. Like, oh, man, I, I wish we just won 25-23. <laughs> Jake Langlois of fourth-ranked BYU men's volleyball with us in Studio B. Uh, you strained your oblique against McKendree in warm-ups about three weeks ago. Uh, where are you now, and, and how do you feel in the recovery of, uh, of that injury? I'm 100% now. So the first game I was back was UCI. It was kind of – the Friday night was kind of sketchy for me. <laughs> Um, but it feels good now. So, what's the biggest challenge? Is it is it physically trusting that, or mentally being able to go to a place where you're like, okay, I'm good. The doctors have cleared me. It's probably more mental. I mean, the phys- it really hurts. I don't know if you've ever done anything to your core, but no. It's- look at the two of us. No. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself, Jeremy. <laughs> Dinosaur footprint. That's cool. I guy. don't even know what that is. What are you talking? About? Uh, anytime you anytime you do anything to your core, sitting up or mm-hmm. doing simple things it hurts so um just having the mental getting over the mental block of knowing that i'm better Mm -hmm. and being able to reach my full extension and hit is pretty important you you just got married like five weeks ago so are you using that at home as an excuse you're like i can't do the dishes like surrender oblique babe like i gotta (laughs) gotta get ready for ucla she actually gets mad at me if i'm standing up after practice she's like go lay down like, wow. Oh, she's awesome. She's ding, ding, ding. Winner. <laughs> Winning. That's not a moral victory. That's an actual, actual victory. victory. Yes, yes for Jake Langlois. Victory. Yeah, that's awesome. Fantastic yeah. stuff. How do you view UCLA, your longtime rival? Like, how do, how do you view that rivalry on the volleyball court? Um, I love playing against them, especially since I, I think it was the first time in BYU history we went there and won both matches yes. last year last year yeah and to be a part of that was awesome so we have a lot of confidence coming into this match and we know they're going to bring everything so it'll be a good match this weekend they're undefeated in league they haven't played the top end teams you're the kind of the next top end team i think uh in the league yet you won all three last year including the mpsf tournament championship the two on the road as you mentioned it's a fun matchup they run the six two they have the two setters and it's kind of different um they, they have some shorter players on the court. So you guys match up from the size perspective, but their ball control is really good. They dig. So it's kind of a, a unique matchup. You don't go up against a team like UCLA any other time all year, right? No, never. I'm, they're the only one with the 6-2. And to watch video on that is kind of confusing just because it's different <laughs> than what we usually watch. And so it takes a lot of focus, and I think that extra focus helps us do well against them. 6-2 meaning two setters, so they'll always have a setter in the back row who will come up and set, and then that setter, other setter becomes the opposite and hits, which is kind of different. So what's, what's the most confusing part of having two setters on the, the other side? 
when one of them digs, you have to know which one's front row because he can dump. Um, and so just trying to figure out where each one of them is at all times. Mm-hmm. So you have, to, you have to think about it before each point. Okay, if he, if he digs, what do I do with the other setter? Yeah. Some mental gymnastics going Seriously, on. Absolutely. Like, yeah, wait, who started where? And where? <laughs> In volleyball. Yeah. Jake Langlow is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, from the stat book of awesomeness via the play-by-play voice of BYU men's volleyball, Jerem Jordan. You've had multiple aces in five of the last seven matches. It's been really good for you on the serve. What did you do in the offseason to improve that specific part of your game? Served a lot. <laughs> That's all like in say. volleyball, not like in the community? Is yeah. that what you mean? Okay. Oh, both. Okay. Yeah, both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Extra community service. I picked up really trash paid off for me books to kids. With my ace capability. Now I can serve. Yeah, exactly. But it's not that simple, though, right? You, eh, I served a lot. Like, what did you work on to specifically be? Right now, you're third in the conference in uh, ace percent. I didn't even know that, actually. Um, like I said, the stat book of awesomeness from Jerem Jordan. Yeah. You, just, you just worry about not standing up and straining your opponents. I'll do the stats. Go lay down, Jake. Yeah. But how you, how'd you get over the hump of uh, becoming one of the better ones? I think I just worked on tossing it out in front of me more because the better the toss, the easier it is to get aces, the easier mm-hmm. it is to keep it in. So as long as the toss is high and out in front of me, then it's, it's going to be a good serve. Okay, what's better, an ace, a solo block, or an enormous kill where you just crush it into somebody's body or so, face? Good question. Solo block, any day. Ooh, why is that? Just because you're shutting someone down. Yeah. <laughs> it demoralizes <laughs> them and pumps you up. <laughs> and it's kind of an individual thing. Like, well, the ace is totally you, I guess. But the kill, you need you know, a good pass and a good set. That's interesting. Yeah, what's better, like than, what's better than that in that moment? Like, I'm better than you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? In your face. Where Price Jarman yells things at people. Oh, it's, man. It's awesome. What, more about serving. Um, there's a fine line between aggression and kind of recklessness from the line. And I know Sean Olmstead has said, Listen, we do not talk to our guys about missed jump serves because we want you to be aggressive. So how do, how do you toe the fine line between the aggression and recklessness from the line? We've kind of had the mindset of forget it, just go hit the ball. Because when you're, when you're relaxed and you go hit it, you're going to hit a better serve than you would if you're, oh, i got to keep this one in. And so we're really just trying to be relaxed out there. That was the difference between Friday and Saturday night mm. against UCI is Friday we were really hesitant, and Saturday we just went out and bombed serves. We missed more Saturday, but you'd never know because we had more aces, more overpasses, more they're out of system more often, and so just being relaxed. If it meant winning another MPSF championship, would you dye your hair white like Ben Patch? (laughs) (laughs) I think my hair's already white. (laughs) Light enough? White-ish. Ben would dye it, though, if we won. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Ben would do just about anything, I think, for a title. I would, too, for a national championship for BYU. (laughs) I'm not going to say shave my head like I did a couple years ago. Maybe we need to get uh, Sean Olmstead in on this. Hey, Sean, if... uh, He's like, I won't wear neon. If you win a national championship, will you dye your hair white? I'll ditch the backpack. (laughs) And get a shoulder bag or something. <laughs> something like that. Okay, what's the best part about being six foot ten? Wow. I was not expecting that. That's what we do here. Um not having to get a stool for anything, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I love the expression he looks he's like, I don't what do you want me to say, Gerald? <laughs> what's the worst part? Hitting your head on stuff. Yeah. 
Like doorways, like doorways. fans. That's fans are the worst. Oh, fans. Chandeliers above tables. <sighs> Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Tall people probs. <laughs> we don't understand at all. <laughs> Talking about cores and being tall, right? Yeah. General athleticism, Spencer. <laughs> Let's give Jake Langlois some uh, BYU Sports Nation karma for this weekend's matches against UCLA to uh, go and perform out of your mind, man. You're already really good, but... <laughs> yeah, that's the irony of the car. We don't give it to crappy players. We just give it to the good ones. And then they play well. We're like, wow, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, fun fact about Jake Langlois, he's a really good golfer. <clears throat> so uh, you got that going for you as well. You can hit the ball like 450 yards with your 6'10 frame, too. So that's, that's <laughs> what's, also what's good. Your, what's your handicap? Oh, I don't know anymore. Probably 7 or 8. Oh, not, that's so not, bad, Jake. No, not, ri- not right now. <laughs> it used to be that. Yeah, so. you're in season. You're not playing right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just take care of that oblique, right? Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? Coach, I pulled my oblique playing golf. Sorry. What? Uh, on the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, great stuff, man. Uh, good luck tonight against UCLA. Thank you. Jake Langlois is in Studio B. We're playing Big Deal, No Deal with all of you on Twitter today about BYU basketball. The Cougars lost by 10 to number one ranked Gonzaga. What do you think? Is that a big deal or no deal for a moral victory of hanging within 10 points? There will be no moral victories in the Smithfield House tonight. Zero, zero, zero. Only winning actual victories. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, this is how we do it on a Friday in Studio B, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Trying not to strain my oblique because that's that happened right before a match. Work on your core, Jay, On my core. you got to work on it. Hey, men's hoops, uh, they take on Portland coming up tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV, listen on BYU Radio, use the apps uh, as well. This is a big game for BYU in that Dave Rose is going for win 300. How about that? Big deal, no deal. BYU, after losing by 10 to number one ranked Gonzaga, thinking that maybe that's encouraging, right? Is it a big deal or no deal for you, BYU Sports Nation, when you look at that 10-point loss? That Twiggy or Stone says, big deal. Looked like BYU was going to get blown out, encouraged by the fight and making it a game at the end. Interesting take by a uh... Chris Miles saying he thought that would happen, meaning Gonzaga would get up and then BYU would make yeah, a run. Yeah, it would take Whether a while for them to get thing. used to that level. The reason you feel good is because it happened in the second half and not the first. If Absolute, it happened, if it happened in the first, it's, you'd be like, It's Ugh. recency bias. Like if BYU were within four at halftime and then ended up losing by ten. They blew it in the second half and they couldn't. The rhetoric would be different, right? We wouldn't have done moral victories. Yeah, that certainly changes Instead, things, BYU right? played one in the second it's half. always, what have you done for me lately, which is actually kind of sad. <laughs> like, let's, let's put on the wide-angle lens, right? Going for two. <laughs> Speaking of wide-angle blue-goggle lenses. That's really played well in the second half. Yes, they did. Can you predict the future? Man. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. It's always hilarious at the end of games when I throw out a going for two pick like my first one here, and that was that the game would be determined by single digits. I'm pleading for Collins to miss his free throws and for BYU to hit some late shots. I was wondering why down the tunnel I heard this, I (laughs) miss it! I was like, who's yelling that? Yeah, between that and me spilling caramel corn on the court. That wasn't ac- you. According to Hans Olsen. Yeah. People actually believed that. They're like, wait, what? You spilled corn? What are you doing? I'm yeah, like, no, it wasn't me. With caramel corn on the me. front row. 
Oh, yeah, Hans. Work on silicon slopes? I didn't know that. Anyway. <laughs> I said the game would be determined by single digits. Moral victory. Yes, it was a moral victory <laughs> because the Cougars were within 10. Ah! Just miss one well, free throw, Mr. Collins, and then TJ yeah. House makes that three, and it's a nine-point game. TJ had to make the three, too. Yeah, well, yeah. I, listen. That swung the line in some places, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> Hashtag betting is wrong. Number two. First team to 70 points wins the game. Actual victory. Zags were the first to 70, and I hated it. Also, they're the first to one point. I Yeah. How about that? Gonzaga has not trailed in 264 consecutive minutes of game time. Let's put that in full game perspective, okay? Do it. 40 minutes a game. That's almost seven entire games where Gonzaga has not trailed. Not one to nothing, not two to nothing, not four to two, not six to three. They have not trailed in almost seven complete games. That's just stupid. Good for you, Gonzaga. Unbelievable what they're doing in the West Coast Conference. So happy for you. One for two. I'm 29 and 35 overall. Jerem, how are you going for two picks? They were like this, Spencer. I said Gonzaga would shoot 51% or better. Moral victory. Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, The Zag shot 46%. Number two, Gonzaga will win the rebound battle. (laughs) Actual victory. Nailed that one. Uh, Gonzaga was plus 13. Like, (laughs) dominated the glass. Okay, so I'm still plus one. We both got one. I'm plus one. So what are our picks for tomorrow, Spencer? What do you Ah, got? Ah, yes, let's go. Uh, BYU will lead by 12-plus at halftime. Okay? Okay. Ambitious in the first half. After attacking, attacking, they put... Listen, BYU's going to be tired tomorrow. Like, they need to come out and Tired of getting buckets? 12-plus point lead at halftime for BYU. And the Cougars... While I think they're going to shoot the three ball well tomorrow against Portland, they're going to go to the free throw line a lot. BYU will make 21-plus free throws. They average 18 makes on the season. I say 21-plus. Hey, the average is 19. I'm asking for two more, okay? Two more makes, not just takes. Those are my going for two picks. Number one, BYU by 21-plus. Ah, the 21 theme continues. Cougar's going to blow out the Pilots. Pilot as in a uh, kind of sea captain. Wait, BYU by 21 plus at halftime, Jerem? No. Oh. Total. Okay. Okay. And then the second one, Elijah Bryant will score 15 plus. I think that Elijah Bryant will have a bigger role in this game because Nicholas Emery is sick. So how can you give me a hard time about saying 21 plus free throws when Elijah Bryant's going to start because Nick Emery is sick and you say he's going to score 15 points? Why Why can't I be like, yeah, that that probably, that's, there's a 100% chance that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you wait until the, the show? The double to put up a standard fight? is amazing. You could have brought it up earlier. You did not. You no, chose to not. I don't. I'm fine with you saying it because it's like, yeah, okay. I feel confident that this thing will happen. Yet I don't say anything. But then you're like, BYU averages 18.7 free throw I, makes a game. I told you this before the show. To be fair, <laughs> you did not bring up anything, and now you bombard me with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flexible, uh, but I'm also fair. <laughs> Stretch your obliques, man. It's going to be okay. Ah! <laughs> My ah! core! Up next, more tweets. Big deal, no deal. BYU losing by 10 to 1. Number one ranked Gonzaga plus the Cougar Whip Round. It's loaded. 
BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Moral victory. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU lost to number one ranked Gonzaga last night in the Merritt Center. 85-75. Gonzaga's Nigel Williams-Goss scored 33 points on 12 of 18 shooting. He's good. Goss's boss. TJ Haas led the Cougars with 29 points. BYU hosts... Portland, tomorrow night at 9 Eastern, as Dave Rose goes for win number 300. Watch it or listen to it on BYU TV, BYU Radio, or the apps. Women's basketball. The Cougars, man, lost again on the road at the Kennel in Spokane. It's been their thorn in the side in WCC play. Losing by 35. 87-52. West Coast Conference's leading scorer, Cassie Broadhead, did drop in 18 points. Time for some voodoo donuts and a win against Portland for the ladies tomorrow at 5 Eastern. Volleyball is fourth ranked, and they host second ranked UCLA tonight in uh, some of the biggest matches all year for BYU at home. Cougars have won 10 in a row at home versus the Bruins, five in a row. Straight up, watch or listen to the game tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots face the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday in the big game, the Super Bowl. Van Noy, 37th different BYU player to play. In a Super Bowl, good luck, Kyle. Tennis. But not the Patriots. The men's team hosts Denver, Montana State, and Northern Arizona this weekend. The women's team hosts Missouri in exactly four minutes. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhase <laughs> even par after round one at the Phoenix Woo-hoo. Open. Zach Blair is one. Whoa, hey, hey! <laughs> Gymnastics. That's, 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 that's the camera guy that takes the picture too early in the backswing of a golfer. Hey, could we quiet now? Hey! Go, go, go! The ladies head up to Logan tonight for the second meet of the season. Utah State topped the Cougars with a narrow win in the last week. Today's Rise and Shot brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. TJ, 3J, Ginger Mamba, Red Curry Haas, 29 points versus number one Gonzaga. Quite the performance for a true freshman. You kind of forget he's a freshman, right? Big deal, no deal. BYU loses by 10 to number one ranked Gonzaga at Lady M. Stonewall. Big deal. We hung in with the best team in the nation. And only lost by 10. Another unranked team would be gone. Moral victory. Elite tweet of the day from at BYU LASF Jazz. Big deal. This is proof that we can only win if Jerem Jordan commits to losing some hair. Hashtag not my hair. No, BYU won last year at Spokane. Put it on the line, Jerem. No. Do it for your country. I'll do it for BYU men's volleyball to win a time. No, I'm not doing it. Show on demand. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Michael Brains. Get th- win 300, Moral Dave. victory.